I want to show you the intransigence of the Republican Party, specifically the House, when it comes to negotiating for this debt ceiling debate. The truth of the matter is, as I've said several times before, Democrats should not negotiate. They should just go ahead and invoke the 14th Amendment and let the Supreme Court attempt to overturn it and crash the economy. It would then prove that Republican intransigence and the, that they've chosen to put politicized judges that don't read the Constitution literally, in this case, would have caused whatever damage has occurred. But let's, let's go ahead and listen to Jody Arrington, who is the chair of the Budget Committee. I mean, it's amazing how, with a nice and calm voice, sounding as if he's reasonable, how evil he is. And I'm going to explain that because as he speaks, one would just think this is just simple negotiation. But no, this is, this is the instantiation of evil covered with a facade of platitudes. I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side. The president said he's willing to cut spending by more than a trillion dollars. He said that this morning, but he also wants Republicans to consider raising revenue. That has been a non-starter for Republicans, but will you reconsider? No, because um, you couldn't get uh, tax uh, policies and tax revenues uh, in the Senate bill, we certainly weren't going to put it in the House bill. So, number one, it's not on the table for discussion. Number two, taxes right now would only be passed on to consumers in higher prices. So we would exacerbate inflation. And uh, our, our economy is growing now at just 1.1% GDP. That's down over the last three quarters. We're heading into recession, the last thing we want to do is add another tax. The president and Democrats passed out of the IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act, taxes on businesses, taxes on energy, taxes on investment. This is not the time to put a tax on our economy or on working families. Uh, the president, again, needs to deal with the proposal that passed the House. And uh, our country is spending at wartime levels, Martha, almost 25 percent uh, uh, relative to GDP. We haven't spent that much since we invaded Normandy. I think the American people understand that the cost of living crisis that they're suffering with is as a result of spending, not because we have low taxes. The fact is we had record taxes going into COVID and we had another record uh, tax revenue year in 2021. Uh, the White House sources familiar with the negotiations are telling our Rachel Scott the latest proposal would keep non-defense and defense discretionary spending flat from 2023 to 2024. And the Republicans want to increase defense spending. That's despite $45 billion more than President Biden had uh, proposed last time. Well, let's give some context to the discretionary budget. Our federal government is 40% bigger today than it was going into COVID. Secondly, the, the president was the lead negotiator in 2011 for a 10-year spending cap deal. And uh, he was doing that in the context of a debt ceiling negotiation. So this is an unprecedented. And even the president's own budget, if you look at his 10-year budget resolution, proposal that he 
introduced about a month ago. He has $2.7 trillion in discretionary uh, cuts. If you annualize that, that's over $200 billion a year. We're talking about going back to $130 billion. That's what we were spending as a nation discretionary uh, just six months ago. So th this is more than reasonable, um, but we have to get back to pre-COVID, pre-inflationary spending. We've got to right-size and rein in this bureaucratic bloat that we've pulled out of COVID, and, and we've got to deal with that legacy and efficiency. I want you to notice something. Remember what this budget wants to do. This budget wants to cut discretionary spending, spending for SNAP, spending for child care, spending for a whole lot of stuff, veterans affairs, et cetera, because that's the only place the cuts that they want can actually come from, given that what they want to do is not cut things like defense, et cetera. So when, when asked about the, the taxes, what's his answer? That wouldn't pass the Senate. So we didn't even think about putting it into the House, uh, the House, uh, the House bill that we passed. But worse, he simply said outright, that is not on the table. In other words, having the wealthy who have gouged the, the, the American people, put back some of the money that they stole legally from the American people, he's saying, that's not on the table. So we'll just starve the children. We'll just make sure that you have to get less than SNAP. We'll just make sure that even as those people who got PPP, etc., didn't have to do any superb type of qualifications, we want those, those few people who are on food stamps who make very little to prove that you are having to go to work, even though they, 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 they have some of these programs that already have work requirements on it, but they want to make it even more stringent. We got to hurt the, the poor because we know that the poor are always trying to get over on the rich. Really? Come on, folks. It's time for us to wake up now. So, I mean, he claimed the inflation the, the, the spending is what we need to cut. It's spending that caused inflation, spending that caused these issues. He forgot to tell you, all the tax cuts that they have given to the wealthy folks, that is money that wasn't recirculated into the economy. If we really wanted to help the economy, we put those monies into the hands of people who create demand, and that demand created uh, create a forces factories to open, etc. It's a, it's, a it's a long macroeconomic argument to make there. But the, the, the thing that he says, what he is implying is that unlike what Katie Porter has shown mathematically, that inflation wasn't caused mostly by supply chain uh, problems. Inflation wasn't caused mostly by shortages of labor, et cetera, even though we do have shortages of labor, which could be mitigated by letting more people into the country. But inflation was caused simply by corporate greed, and the numbers are there to show it. Unfortunately, as we are having these debates on TV, when this person says, we are not going to increase, uh, uh, that, that Biden has increased in inflation and that somehow uh, they're spending too much, that the mainstream media doesn't say, for 40 years, we have underpaid Americans and we are now paying through governmental services for what the private sector refused to do, pay a living wage as they manipulated and kept the profits.
We don't have the main media, the main, when, when the mainstream media interview these charlatans, we don't have them come out and tell the American people the truth. So a soft-spoken Jody Arrington chair of the budget committee seems to be reasonable because he talks calmly and he talks as if Biden is doing something wrong. And as opposed to coming back to say, you evil being, you're trying to starve and take Similac out of the mouths of kids. You're trying to take food out of the mouths of kids just to, to give those rich people a delta increase in their richness? That is evil. Can we not see it? That, is, that goes beyond income and wealth inequality. That actually borders on evil as you're taking food out of the mouths of people after the wealthy has had record profits, record earnings on our backs. They didn't create those earnings. They didn't create those profits. We did. When we paid inflated prices for gasoline, when we paid inflated prices for, for eggs and everything else, that didn't go to the egg, man, the, egg the, 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 the form that laid the eggs. That didn't go to the meat factory. That didn't go to all these other low-line workers in these companies. It all went to the profits of corporate beings and those who benefit from said profits. Now, asked about defense budget. He said, you guys, we're talking about austerity here, cutting back. This is what Martha Raddatz tells him. We're talking about cutting back. How comes you want $45 billion more on defense than it's being requested by Biden? You want Biden to cut the food out of the mouth of kids you want Biden to cut the veterans, but you want to inflate the defense budget even more. But wait a minute. Didn't we just see a 60-minute article that talks about how the defense industrial complex are overcharging all of us a $300 part for $10,000, signing a contract to build an airplane, and we can't build the parts ourselves. We must go back to the company because even as we paid for the research to build the airplane, to build all these things. We still have the patents, but we can't control the internals of building the parts. People, the evil behind this budgetary process, they're holding up that, that we have, have allowed Republicans to hold us hostage. is our doing because we put them there. We may have to make a deal here since uh, Biden is scared to use the 14th Amendment. He'll only use it at last resort, right? So let's assume he's not going to use it. But I want to warn you of something. Democrats had the lame duck session where they could have passed this. Bernie Sanders and many others begged them. We knew this was going to happen. We knew that these Clowns, these charlatanes would have held us hostage. We knew it. We knew they would have held the economy hostage because they don't care. They don't care that if this, if they crash the economy, that it's the people that are going to suffer the most are the people who vote for them, that they've lied to continuously over and over again. But Democrats dropped the ball. They could have. In the lame duck session of the last year, 
simply passed the bill. They simply had to say debt ceiling increase and, it, and sent it to the Senate. And when the Senate said, we're not going to go with 63 votes, we get the 60 votes, they just said, okay, for this particular bill, we're going to kill the filibuster, pass the debt ceiling. It's too important for the country. But again, it's like, Many times, you know, one would like to say Democrats don't learn. It's not that they don't learn. It's not that they're cowards, also the leadership. It's that they are a part of the cabal. They're a part of the game where the lower classes pay for it all. The middle class pay for it all because they don't want themselves. I'm talking about a particular sect in the Democratic Party as well. They don't want the masses to get too much. Too much power either because they feel that given that they're serving the same masters just with a, a, a little bit indifference in values, nah, we can't allow them to get too strong. Folks, this debt ceiling debate should not have been. It is because of the, not the timidity, because of the willful timidity of the Democratic leadership back in 2022. Now we're paying the price with the stresses that many are under. It's going to get, look, they're going to work out something. But as usual, you know who will pay the price. The poor and the middle class. Always sacrificed by all. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.